everyone to polk and kush i bet you thought that you got rid of us no sorry <laughs> we are back it is thursday may 25th 2023 and i scott kushner am here alongside with my trusty pal mr andrew polk they tried to keep us down they couldn't do it we're back back hiatus over. It's been 22 days since we've sat here and said uh, that peculiar things happen in New Orleans <laughs> and stuff's not so well run. Uh, in those 22, 23 days, uh-huh. the exact same stuff has happened uh, that normally would happen. So if you've missed us, you can just... Hopefully you were listening to old episodes because it's exactly the same. This is an AI-powered <laughs> podcast. We really are the Chad GPT looking <laughs> Kush. Just pull the string, Latoya. <laughs> I mean, it is. Uh, you know, when you cover a clown town and clown organizations, uh, you end up uh, with a fairly repetitive podcast. But we like bringing it to you, so we're going to keep putting it right in your face. People right in your like ears. comfort, comfort yes. food. People yeah. go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Because it's comfort food. This is a comfort podcast. Rush Limbaugh said the same thing every day for 30 years. <laughs> the gays, the blacks, it's everybody's fault. Except, of course, the fat white man. And he was the one of the richest people on earth. Oh, yeah. He, he was the Nobel one. Didn't they give him like the Medal of Honor like his last year of life? I don't know about that. I think Trump Probably, did. yeah. Yeah. I do know that anytime I go into a Goodwill book section, there's 1,100 Rush Limbaugh books, and they're all different. <laughs> he must have been very busy writing all of them. It's just nice that he figured out the problems and told us so we could address them. <laughs> Are you sick? Do you have COVID? I have a uh, an endless scratchy throat, but it's not. I feel totally good. So we're going to be in good shape, and then next week's podcast will be at Polk's funeral. <laughs> Well, it's a pro. My birthday is tomorrow, Ooh. so if I could get a little COVID, so I could get out of work, that would be nice. That'd be pretty sweet, man. I That's know. That's my present. Cough yeah. into the microphone. <laughs> what I'd like to do is uh, not leave my bed. That would be the birthday of my dreams. <laughs> Just gonna play Zelda and see what happens. <laughs> How is life of Zelda going? Everybody's living the dream. Yeah. Now you're not. No. You don't do those sort of things. You have children to take care of. Yeah. I mean, I would if I could. I'm yeah. jealous. I'm not going to pretend I'm above it. Well, it's a different world for us. <laughs> no children folk. Yeah. So we, in turn, become the children. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Zelda since it came out. Is it only on the Switch? Yes. Okay. And it is like... So I remember old, old, old Zelda. Yeah. Is it in the same realm as that? Or is it literally just still... They call the character Zelda, but this is an entirely different deal. It's it's indescribable how much it has changed. <laughs> you can build stuff in this one, like you can build cars and robots out of trees. Oh man. There's like elements and energy <laughs> and space things in the sky. I I don't know. I'm usually a few crescent nines deep. <laughs> so it's basically built in order to take away all of your time. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. people are saying it's like 200 plus hours. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know how people know that. Like, it's been out for a week. <laughs> yeah, how do you know? Point. Yeah, it hasn't even been 200 plus hours. <laughs> I uh, I guess they just uh, they, they feel like they're on target. I remember my roommate in college. I had two roommates that got really into World of Warcraft. Oh, one yeah. Year, and there was a day where they both spent the whole day walking in the game <laughs> from one <laughs> place to another. They weren't even playing the game. I was sitting in the room. We were passing around a glass cylinder of some kind. I don't remember what it was for. No. We lit it on fire. I don't know <laughs> what we were doing with it exactly. But we were, <laughs> we were sitting there, and I was watching movies, and I was like, you guys haven't really uh, 
taken your fingers off of the keyboard yet. And they're like, oh, yeah, you have to hold these two buttons to walk. And we've been walking from this world to this world. I was like, we've been sitting here for like seven hours. They're like, yeah, yeah, we got a long way to go. I was like, this is neat. there's no teleport button. <laughs> it's a fake world. You can't buy a car or a bicycle. You're having logistical issues inside the world of Warcraft. You can't afford a Southwest ticket to get to wherever you need to get to. <laughs> It was uh, so. Yeah, I think those games are just designed to uh, trap you into such a level that you don't even know what's reality, and that sounds great because reality oh, is yeah. terrible. It's the best. Well, it's a phone replacement for me. Okay, yeah. So I just put the phone down, sure. and then I'm an elf for <laughs> seven hours instead of reading Twitter and getting yeah. mad about stuff. It is a great deterrent for not looking at social media and not being online. Except there's also a bunch of maniacs who do all this crazy stuff in the games, and then they put that on social media. Oh, God. So that's a whole thing, too. So it's like a loop of... Yeah, that, what, a, what a world. It's a loop of people that don't have a job, I think. <laughs> or the person's job is they're playing the video game with the camera on them, and then they're talking about playing the game isn't that wild people watch that like all day i feel like that is the new old man thing to say like you're watching a video game <laughs> why don't you play it i think that's the new old guy thing but i completely agree with it <laughs> i know i just i you know I, I watch a lot of stupid things i watch people play trivia sometimes that's really dumb yeah that's like it's the same concept I could just play trivia, mm-hmm. and instead I'm watching other people play trivia. You're talking really about Jeopardy. Everyone yeah. watches Jeopardy. Well, it's Jeopardy. And That's then the point the, of Jeopardy. Well, like Barstool has a trivia show. Well, I'll watch that sometimes while I eat lunch. It's the very Barstool much. trivia show. Yeah. They're like, how many Nazi flags were in the U-Haul <laughs> that the police pulled out? The correct answer is zero. It was one was planned. The studio where they did the moon landing was in what state? <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I, uh, yeah, there's a whole video game world going on now that I, I would call myself an avid gamer for a like six year period, and then I would play a decent amount, but not enough to be like where I was good at it. And mm-hmm. then I just, then you just like slip off. And now, like, if you put anything in front of me, I'd be the worst person in the world at it. It's always come to my aid when I haven't had something to do. Yeah. And now I'm a homebody. I'm sitting in the inflatable hot tub. <laughs> I play video games. Yeah, man. It Before, is. that was needle drugs. <laughs> Rock concerts and needle <laughs> drugs and partying till 6 a.m. With, uh, with various women. That's all gone. That's all gone. Thank and God. men. Good. <laughs> Get rid of them. I've got Zelda now. No gender. <laughs> is Link in the game? Link is the game. Oh, okay. He's the guy that you play as. Oh, okay. You don't play as Zelda? No. Okay. We're not that progressive. This isn't Target. <laughs> this isn't a fucking Bud Light commercial. <laughs> I couldn't get over that. People like really taking their beer choice like it's a political stuff. I was like, who cares? Who cares? There's nothing gayer than shooting a beer. (laughs) There's there's just nothing dumber than thinking that anyone cares, like that you've created some kind of cultural movement by drinking Miller Lite instead of Bud Light. Yeah. You've not changed one thing. Well, luckily, Bud Light now, in response to everything, is putting out a camouflage can. Oh, nice. I remember those back in the day. They were, uh, Bush had the camouflage That's can what I think about that. when I was a lad. Yeah. Well, good for them. It was good because, you know, you're sitting out there in the woods and the deer goes, <laughs> what is that, a natty light over there? And then runs away. <laughs> I also tried to watch what is the uh, Ron DeSantis announced his candidacy for president today yeah you were watching that on truth I was, social <laughs> i was on twitter and the thing just broke and i was like this is a real new orleans style production Ooh. right here man it was just like just like couldn't hear it i was like this is fantastic this is very uh this is very on brand it was streaming on twitter yeah and they said there was like a million people in there and i guess it like the audio just didn't work oh which is pretty epic huh yeah so probably of all well, now he life. can't run for president. Yeah. 
works. No one would have known he was running for president. Well, I've seen, like, I've watched Instagram uh, live before. Uh And, you know, like, when you click, you can, like, click on an emoji and it'll pop up, like, on the screen for a second. Yeah. That what were the emojis that were popping up while Ron DeSantis was silently Just books and flames? <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very boring. That, that's that. If you want to ever hear about how boring my afternoons are, sometimes it's like while my kids are running in circles and I am trying to watch Ron DeSantis <laughs> say that he wants to run for president. It's like, why would I care? I don't care at all about this guy. No, you know, like that's that's. Uh, not but you care list. about his running mate, the My Pillow guy, <laughs> Papa John, Secretary of the State, <laughs> Jimmy John. He'll <laughs> be running our army. Um, yeah, man. Well, there's. It, this is all to say mostly there is zero happening in sports in New Orleans. Incorrect. Uh, I mean, nothing. What do you think is happening? The right now? Pelicans. Oh, what they do? They were in the draft. Yes. Uh, you know they were in the draft lottery. The people on my side in the Pelicans media, the good guys, the guys that like the team, not like you. <laughs> we all said yes. Of course, the Pelicans are going to get number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to pick uh, Wimbiana, uh-huh. who's French. I found out. Mm-hmm. And uh, that didn't happen. The Pelicans got exactly what they were uh, supposed to, the 14th pick, and we all know what that means. What does that mean? Shit, I was really hoping you would take it from there. (laughs) I mean, I I love the... We should be one of those podcasts that breaks down the draft, who they could possibly draft person by person for the next three weeks while we wait for the draft. There's some guy from Kansas. His last name is Dick. Yeah. His name is Grady Dick, which is a great name. I actually think he's pretty good. And then there's, uh, I think there's a guy from Tennessee. Oh, really? Is there? You would think that I would know that. I don't know that. Clearly. I know Jordan Hawkins was a possibility from UConn. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The Pelicans, I don't even think are going to use this pick. The Pelicans have a lot of young talent that they are currently doing nothing with. Right. They don't need to throw anyone else in there. They need to develop Kyra Lewis. They need to develop Dyson Daniels. They need a real point guard. And I'm tired of people saying that uh, like every team in the NBA needs a stretch wing that can hit threes. Yeah. We don't have to say that anymore. Well, we have one. But we need more. And this is the coverage for every NBA team <laughs> now. Know. We need a 6'8 guy yeah. who can shoot the lights out. Yeah. As if there's a team that doesn't that need doesn't, that. Exactly. That is like a universal. You could have a team of five of those guys just win the championship. That's happened, I yeah. think. <laughs> like it doesn't. Yeah. You need guys who can shoot. That is clearly the it's been the number one priority for three years for this team is to get better shooting. They have not really done it. Uh, and, you know, even adding CJ McCollum, which was a huge boost to the end of that season the other year, that they, it's, a, it's a real problem they have. They got to add shooting, but I don't think they're going to find it in the draft. Uh, and they, pro- they have so many picks, future picks with the Bucks picks and the Lakers mm-hmm. picks and their own. This seems like the time that you need to go strike and not go take somebody at 14th, but instead package up a whole bunch of shit to a team mm-hmm. that is not trying to win right now and go get a player who can actually help you today. Yeah, I I, I think that's what's going to happen. The Pelicans are going to put together a package, get Lonzo Ball back in New Orleans. <laughs> he hasn't played in, what, two years? I don't know. <laughs> but it I, seems like he's still in New Orleans because he's hurt so so very often. I know. I did see someone mention LaMelo Ball, which I thought was really interesting. That would be fun. I like him. Yeah, and I think everyone would like him. I mean, he's he'd be a perfect fit and all that. I mean, but... The problem with the Pelicans, right, is that every time you talk about anything regarding the team, the first question always is just like, well, is Zion going to play? And then if the answer is no, like if you're doing the you know the flow chart, mm-hmm. if the answer is no to that, then there's just a big circle that says, well, you're fucked anyway. And it doesn't matter because you can't build a team when he's not playing. He's the best player and he never plays. So it's like, what are we even talking about here? You can't build a competitive team here without Zion. You could build a team that's great 
with him, but you can't rely on him to play. So it's like, how do you build an offseason around a team with Ingram and Zion again? I, I just don't think you could go back to that well one more time. You have to try to figure out something in a different way. Yeah, it seems like the Pelicans are going to have to go for the best option at every single position. Do not think about point Zion. Do yeah. not think about Zion in any capacity. Mm-hmm. You need to have the best player in each position and see what happens. But a lot of teams have to Aren't you screwed anyway that way. in that situation, though? You are screwed. Yeah. I mean, you're screwed. That's... I, I just... Uh, that's... You're not screwed for like they could make the play in again. I I don't think that's an issue, and I think they could maybe sneak into the playoffs. But like this team at their peak, like if they're they have an opportunity to be as good, they were as good as the Lakers for most of the season. The Lakers were in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, Denver's been great this year, obviously, but I didn't think they were leaps and bounds better than everybody else. They have proven to be, but I didn't think they were some like. You know, we're not talking about the 72-win Warriors or whatever it was. Like, the West is not that challenging. If you have Zion and you can piece together the right stuff around him, you can compete right now. It's just a matter that you cannot go build around him when he's not going to be there. Yeah, the piecing around him is they're they're just going to have to do what we are doing. And Zion doesn't exist until he is in a uniform yeah. holding a basketball and the buzzer sounds. And then you're the seven or the eight seed, and you probably lose in the first round. At this, right? at this point, what would make the most sense for the Pelicans is to view Zion as an incredible bonus that shows up yeah. sometimes. He's the four-point shot in the MTV Celebrity <laughs> Rock and Jock game. It's not always there. When it shows up... It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that you're right. It's probably the way they're going to approach it is like build the roster. He's a, he's a bonus sometimes. Yeah. I know. You should sit him till March. I can I will say that till I'm blue in the face. Just sit him till March <laughs> and then just see if he can finish the season. You know who I hope has not discovered the joys of Zelda on Nintendo Switch? <laughs> 250 plus hours? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, I, I don't know what they can do this offseason. I mean, we're all guessing, and, and they do have the assets, and they've had the assets, and they haven't gone and made a really big move. The McCollum move was a decent-sized move, um, but they need to, to really push their chips in and do something now because I don't think they can enter this next season selling the same shit. I, I just don't think anyone's going to buy it. There was a lot of hope last offseason because they had finished so strong that even without Zion, you could kind of, you know, piece it together. They've been, they were so bad after January 1st last year that you really can't have any optimism about what you're seeing unless they do something really significant to the team. So that is very interesting. The draft lottery obviously did not come up for them, um, but it does kind of start the ball rolling toward everything there yeah and you're not going to get anything drastic with a 14th pick no there are no historic 14th picks i mean there might be i don't know i mean there nikola Jokic was 51 or yeah. you know like stuff happens but yeah you can't count on it no you know you're much more likely to get dyson daniels than you are to get Nikola Jokic. Well, also, well, I mean, the difference between now and 15 years ago is you could get a four-year senior freak yeah. athlete who wanted to play in college, and now you're getting European bozos you've never heard of or <laughs> incredible athletes who go to no-name schools yeah. because of whatever reason, and then yeah. they are not reliable on court. Yeah. Or you, you know, and they're never dra- going to play here. And you draft for a freak athlete like Jackson Hayes, mm-hmm. who has played eleven minutes of basketball <laughs> total. Like the draft just doesn't have the same Kate. Like it, it doesn't have the same impact it used to. No, and it's certainly like, you're shooting lightning. You're like trying to catch lightning in a bottle with a weirdo European player. Yeah, and there's just not enough minutes to go around. And I think the NFL draft is like the lifeblood of a team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you absolutely, from any of the 32 positions in the NFL, you can build a great draft out of it and really transform your team immediately. It just doesn't work that way in the NBA. You can hit on guys, and you can certainly miss on guys, 
Um, but it doesn't feel as if it's like a, it's not a salve, uh, right? You know, for the for ninety percent of the teams that draft, you get a guy who might play some minutes. And, and that, it seems like the know. G League is kind of uh, replaced the draft in a lot of mm-hmm. aspects. Yeah. So number fourteen, what's going to happen to it? It's going to get packaged up and sent out. Yep, and that's and, what I think. Yeah, but you know what? If they get another guy like Trey Murphy. That would be spectacular, right? And that's around the position when they got Trey Murphy. So it's not to say that it's impossible. It's not to say you have to get a super-duper star. But it's hard to find those guys. The, the, they were just as likely to find Kyra Lewis as they were to find Trey Murphy. We are not going to know for some time. I'm going to make a prediction. If the Pelicans keep it and they draft, and they draft a guard mm-hmm. from a college you've heard of, yeah, the draft trade will be A. <laughs> <laughs> if they draft a guard from a college you've never heard of, it will be B plus. Yeah. And if they draft a European player, A plus. <clears throat> Mark it down. That, that's it. That's it. Uh, the other big Pelicans topic that I have been seeing, I don't know if you've been seeing this as well, Christian uh, Clark, a friend of the program, uh, wrote a piece about the arena. Did you see this? Yes. Uh, so Christian wrote, uh, basically, he more talk- disgusting slander. Yeah. From- <laughs> well, he talked to the NBA, which that's hard to get Adam Silver on the record. Adam Silver basically threw a uh, threw a little bit of a salvo out there of being like, every team deserves a world class arena. We'll see if New Orleans gets one because it's not a world class arena. Anybody that's been there, certainly even like the guts of it, everything is is. Uh, dated, it was built on spec in 1999 to host a minor league hockey team, maybe lure a pro team, which it, they was one of the few you know actual things that's come to fruition mm-hmm. in the last 25 years uh, in the city. And it wasn't built to be this like you know spectacular building. It was built to the city needed a 16,000 seat building. They thought Tulane was going to be playing there in the new Orleans brass. Like it was not built to host the NBA. A, a tenant didn't build it. Uh, so it was, it, that is still the basis of it. So it's just not ever going to be that great of a building, no matter how much money you put into it. But the Pelicans seem hesitant. It seems like they're definitely going to sign an extension for five years, which I think the lease runs out next year. It seems like they're going to exercise the option to put five more years on there and do a feasibility study. And mm. it almost feels like they're kicking the can down the road. It, it definitely seems like they need to act on this and they're not acting. What does the feasibility study do? Do you know? I think it shows how much it would cost to build an arena, find a site, Give you know. Give. I'm gonna go ahead. You know. I'm gonna grade this feasible (laughs) because it's Gail Benson. Yeah, she can do whatever. I'm gonna say the report feasible. (laughs) That was I saw people you know not arguing with me, but just being like she doesn't have the type of cash flow. I'm like she's a seventy what seventy two year old. Billionaire, like she's like five billion dollars and no kids. If she wanted to take out a two billion dollar loan against the value of the asset <laughs> and build an arena, she could do it, and it would not affect her day to day one iota if she lived to be a hundred and thirty. Like it wouldn't matter, and so that like it's it, it's any <coughs> any other owner, it's a different thing. This is a very unique situation where she could fix it. And she's also going to have to, this, the team is also going to have to deal with the fact that the state is not going to help them. This, the state will help with the Superdome, which they have. I think they're putting $450 million in the Superdome. There is zero will uh, among a supermajority Republican Congress uh, in, in the, Senate, in the uh, state. And certainly a Republican governor is going to get elected uh, in November. And they are not going to give a dime to the NBA. But none of the players kneeled during the anthem this year. <laughs> they didn't That's have any help, slogans right? on the court. So, yeah, all of a sudden, I'm sure it's good. I think even if it was a completely apolitical league, they wouldn't give a dime yeah. to it. Um, they just, the arena could use some upgrades. I mean, it's one thing. It's just weird that 
It's like if the team scores a hundred, you get free Cane's toast, and then it's brother's chicken in there. In there, yeah, that's weird. It's uh, Cajun crunchy, crispy crunchy, crispy crunchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's actually probably the best thing in the whole arena. It's gas chicken. station chicken. Gas station chicken. Yeah, no, the food is awful. Supposedly that's supposed to get better after the dome renovation because of the commissary. Only though when I see it, um, the it's food kinda... is the food is bad. It's just a boring layout it doesn't have nearly enough lower bowl seats it uh, the it feels like three quarters of the seats are above the suite level yeah and so you're so far away from the action so it's really hard to kind of get a whole arena involved when all the seats are really far removed so there's nothing about it that's a a nice arena it was it's just a dated arena um there is uh, the wall of high school basketball jerseys. <laughs> you can go see my old Rust and High jersey hanging right. up in there. That's right. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and they've done, I guess they did that lobby a little bit. There's like a, a, a trophy case, you know, with like a jersey of Pete Maravich and uh, a picture of Baron Davis. And that's about it, you know? Well, you uh, walk in. And there's just kind of a big, wide-open area. Yeah. And then there's a DJ sometimes Uh at a card table, (laughs) not like a booth. And on your way in, you walk past the Chiwis playing Brown-Eyed Girl. (laughs) And then there's like some Nerf hoops out there. Uh Uh-huh. And again, card table. Like, they're serving (laughs) drinks on card tables. Like, they went to Big Lots to furnish... The parking lot fiasco. Uh, and this is what this is a thing that when they're trying to sell you tickets, they entice you with. I hey, know. come to the we'll give you two beers. Yeah. And I don't it, even know if they do that anymore. I don't know. Yeah. I've always I weasel my way in and out, so I have no room to complain about any of this stuff. It it is it's just not a uh it's so clearly not a top end experience. They've Cut some corners. It's they obviously like just are not giving it their all to be the greatest show in the world or any of that stuff. And and I think by exercising the option to stay there five more years, they are clearly just buying time till they can make a decision and seeing what the landscape of the league looks like and the landscape of the city for that matter yeah of if this even makes sense and they're not going to threaten to leave because i don't think she has any interest in selling and moving the team at all but i think they'd like to not put a billion dollar investment into basketball if she doesn't have that much interest in it um as they go down the line and and i get that part yeah but it's definitely not good for the team the team definitely needs a new arena they're kind of in a rock and a hard place i don't think you can renovate it again um, and after they've put so much money into the Superdome for reasons I can't understand, the Superdome to me was fine. And maybe that's because you're only there eight days a year, but yeah. it's like the Superdome seemed, I mean, it's shitty, but it's fine, you know? The Superdome has a charm to it that lends itself to the city and the team. Yeah, yeah the stuff is old, but it's functional. Yeah. You know what you're there for. Basketball, I feel like, is more of a social sport to witness. Yeah, you take people that don't follow basketball to the arena. A lot of thing I uh, a thing I say to people a lot is like, "Hey, even if you don't like basketball, it's fun to go to a game." Yeah, that's a big thing with baseball, like yes, baseball definitely. parks. Yes, basketball needs to get into that, and the Pelicans aren't doing it. No, yeah, they're just feels like they're sitting it out a little bit, and uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. I have no idea. I mean, I don't put a lot of faith in those guys to make the decisions that I would make if I had that kind of money. Yeah, uh, you're gonna and- invest this much into a city that is on fire and underwater at the same time. Yeah, and where do you put it? And I, I think the the logical spot would be like next to Mardi Gras world there down by the river, which would be really hard to get to also. I don't yeah. think there's a convenient way to do it um, in a location that everyone would agree is as good as the Smoothie King Center, which is a super central location. Uh, but the problem is just that it's not a good building. Yeah. And they got to do something about it. And I don't know what you really can do. And I don't think anybody except for Gail Benson has the capability to put up a billion dollars, which is basically what it's going to cost to build even a decent build. Because what they should do is build 
a 10 to 12,000 seat arena that is all one bowl. And that would be, mm-hmm. and make it almost feel like a nice college arena, you know? And that would be kind of a perfect setup for this city. And I don't know if they just, I just cannot see them having the vision to do it. There's not a lot of faith in it. No, no. And so it's frustrating to talk about it because it feels like they just have totally different goals than I would if I was in their position. If I was going to pick somewhere to put the new arena, I would put it right next to the Lakeside Mall in Metairie. (laughs) The site of the old Zephyr Field, you can plop it right on there. Let's just see how many people we can get to park in a few square miles. Yeah, you could put it. Uh, you could put it on Airline Drive somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of room out there, man. There's like you put it at the uh, East the, New Orleans, the, the old airport. Yeah, you got nothing to giant <laughs> runways. You just put it right there. That at least has a flyover. Ramp. And when you leave the basketball <laughs> game, you can rent a car because that's where the cars are for no reason. I, I think we found. I think we discovered something. Yeah. Move it to the old airport. I would be cheap. The land would be free. I think we might have a a good idea on our hands here. I think that's the one. We'll see at the we'll see at the old MSY. <laughs> <laughs> Call it the hangar. It'll be sick, man. That will be sick. Was there any other Pelicans news? Not for a while. Not for the a preseason while. is starting October tenth in New Orleans against the Orlando Magic, and they're going to be playing Atlanta on the twelfth in Birmingham. Yeah, the last couple of years, I believe they have done preseason games in Birmingham, and I think Shreveport a couple of years ago. That was a while back. Yeah. Um. So that's fun if you live in one of those places and you're a big Pelicans fan. <laughs> you can go see Garrett Temple start. <laughs> There's no worse sporting product. I tell you, no worse sporting product than the NBA preseason. Yeah, it's the Southland Conference of Women's Basketball is more entertaining than the NBA preseason. Yeah, I like Birmingham. There's plenty to do there. Yeah, you can go to a G League game. <laughs> you can go to a G League game where the players care. <laughs> that is true. I and they rather... might be in the NBA someday. These guys aren't. <laughs> These guys are literally sleepwalking through the game, hoping to and hoping for it to end as soon as possible. If you have, if you're in Birmingham and you have the choice, go see the Harlem Globetrotters instead, <laughs> or the Generals. Yes, exactly. On that note, we will take a quick break. We'll come back with a little bit of Saints and, of course, your local news. Stick around. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. Uh, Welcome back. We have got... So a little bit of Saints news here. They released the NFL schedule. Uh, they did this over the course of three days. <laughs> the NFL uh, really tried to, as hard as they could, uh, make this an event. I continue to not care, and everybody else around me seems to care a lot. I always get lots of texts, everyone circling the games, everyone telling me the record. We already knew who they were playing. Why does it matter what order they're playing in? But... It does work. It gets everyone excited about the NFL season. The only thing that I found notable about it was two Thursday night games that are not consecutive. That seems like a real kick in the pants to have to play two games in super short weeks. And I believe there are three consecutive noon home games in December, which if the season is anything like it was last year, that place will be an absolute (laughs) morgue by the third one of those. And every secretary in this city will be getting tickets for free. Yeah, I uh, I have not poured over this schedule like a lot of people I know have. They're opening up against Tennessee Titans, noon, September 10th. Never forget. Will that be the worst TV crew of, of that their Fox or CBS has? That's got to be the lowest interest game in the NFL that day. Titans, Saints, that's brutal. Noon on opening day. Just call it the Michelob Ultra Bowl. And it's, uh, I'm excited to see Tajay. Uh, he'll be here because uh, he plays for the Titans now. Oh, that's uh, nice. So that'll be exciting. I like him. And, yeah, I mean, other than that, the, it, it's, it, it is a uh, endless – it's like Groundhog Day. As the Saints 
uh, as the disappointment of the season subsides, uh, the sun starts to rise in the east, and the Saints reporters start to slowly tell you that they're going to win 10 games. (laughs) 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 Just for for a third straight year, they're out here to tell you that the Saints are going to be really good. And look at the schedule, guys. Here's where it opens up. You can beat this team and this team and this team. And, oh, they've got some real strengths here. This might be the best secondary we've seen in a long time, guys. Oh, what do you know? And uh, and then it bleeds right into OTAs. And guess what? Derek Carr, he was 7 for 7 in OTAs. Where's the Hall of Fame? Can we get him signed up? Comeback player of the year, Derek Carr. He completed passes against the Saints defense. Unbelievable that he did it. And there we go. The Saints might never lose. They they might go 13 and oh to start the season and then they've got three straight home games to go right after that so we're going to be in great shape guys uh this is the although i also love them comparing it being like this team seems way better chemistry than last year's team and it's like last year's team you were saying was going to go to the fucking super bowl <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> you were saying it was the best roster in the nfl like what what planet are we on and every every year, just the men in black stick that we all get hit with. Be like, well, <laughs> everything sounds pretty goddamn good. I think we're going to be awesome this year. And it never stops and may continue to last forever. Because honestly, it doesn't hurt anybody to be optimistic in this part of the year. But I'm not buying it. <laughs> but I do. I, I, I see right through it. But I also find it to be a, a cold comfort at this point. Well, I think the ultimate indicator of someone's mental health status is pattern of behavior. Yeah. And there is a set pattern of behavior here of the Saints are going to go undefeated forever. Yeah. Derek Carr, whoever, who was the last quarterback? Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton. These guys are the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I bet nobody will fight each other at training camp. <laughs> Except for roster spots because they're so loaded. Let's let's ignore, you know, the offensive line. And we can ignore the fact that we still don't know who, you know, half the skill positions are going to be on opening day. And uh, it doesn't, it, none of it would, uh, are there defensive linemen on the team? I don't really know. Uh, it, none of that really matters. What matters is that this year they can sell a quarterback who people know his name, just like Jameis. Uh, a guy who got, uh, you know, run out of town of a shitty team. But when he comes to New Orleans, he will suddenly regain the ability to be an amazing quarterback. He said that he's here for one reason, and that's to win. Well, that's cool. It's not another reason, Scott. What do you want from this man? <laughs> it's not the money. He's it's not, not the, the money. money. No. It's not for the food, the sights, the smells. It's to win football. <laughs> to win. Not like these other losers on the other teams that are just there to cash a check. Aaron Rodgers is there to check out Building 7. <laughs> look, look into, the, look into the, the, the architectural plans to see how they can uh, explain that one. Um, yeah, man. It is, it, it, it's such a, uh, a classic pattern. And once again... I really don't blame the Saints media for doing it. There's nothing else to talk about for these things. Yeah. You have to go. I'm not casting any judgment. I'm not. I'm just judging without <laughs> casting. There's no casting. Exactly. I know what it is, but I don't begrudge the people doing it. Everyone doing it's great. I love them all. They're hard workers. I understand why you're doing it. It's like a, a guy that mines blood diamonds. I understand that's what you have to do. But some people look at it through a different scope. It is the equivalent that I used to have to cover NBA Summer League every year. And what are you going to write? You're going to kill them during NBA Summer League? You're like, this team sucks. <laughs> They're a bad NBA. Who cares? You should. No, it's like if you it just write funny. about the three good things that you see, and you write over and over and over and over again. And by the end of that week, everyone's like, this team's going to be awesome. And these guys will play six minutes the whole season. Yeah. But all you've done is written about how great things are because there's nothing else to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, OTAs are that, like, more because it is the starters who are playing and you're like man these guys are sick they are they're <laughs> crushing it out there 
You should see the balls Jameis is throwing. He looks so <laughs> healthy. We're, I don't know. I don't know, man. It looks like another 40-touchdown season for Jameis <laughs> is coming right through the door. Um, this is uh, – I think it's probably true of every single team, but it's definitely true here. Right? Like, there's every NFL team has to have the same pattern of just like, oh, man – did you guys see what Desmond Ritter did in OTAs yesterday? He was gross. He was throwing lasers all over the field. Well, New Orleans needs it right now because yeah. everything else is not good. <laughs> I bet if there are any eagle-eared Polk and Kush listeners out there, you could clip me saying that from the last three years. It's like, yeah, of course they're overly positive. New Orleans could use a positive boost. Just make a loop of that <laughs> with the different years. Uh, and on that note, we'll get into a little local breakdown. It's the It is filled with juicy jazz, squalling trumpets, and tiny little crawdads. You put pass in a swamp, and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> the next time you are flying to New Orleans, whether you are an American citizen or not, it's best to bring all forms of identification <laughs> that you have. The real plan would be to bring your passport and license to the airport, get off the plane, put them in a secure lockbox, mm -hmm. then go out to Bourbon Street party. When you are done with that, go back to the lockbox, get your documents, and then leave. Well, uh, this guy didn't get the memo. Uh, there was a fellow <laughs> from Puerto Rico, uh, which is America now. Oh, no, no, no. In Joe Biden, in Sleepy Joe's America, <laughs> it's fucking part of the country. They didn't fight for World War II. <laughs> they don't <laughs> Uh, Kenner police officers under investigation following an incident at the New Orleans International Airport. A man traveling from Puerto Rico to New Orleans was denied a rental car he paid for through Hertz due to not having a passport, despite <laughs> traveling <laughs> domestically. A Kenner police officer responded to the incident because Kenner police officers respond to things. Mm. If the airport was actually in New Orleans, <laughs> this man could have gotten off the plane and just walked into an abandoned car and driven away. A Kenner police officer responded to the incident. The police department confirmed Monday that the officer is now under investigation for how he handled the incident. Um, let's see. Did um, he handle it poorly? I'm Earlier reports... <laughs> There's too much shit in here. Humberto Marchand traveled to the city and paid for a rental car when he arrived. Blah, 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 blah. What did the cop do? The body camera footage of the officer from the incident and states the officer never said Border Patrol, ICE, immigration, or anything of that nature. Okay, I guess they're saying that the officer was suggesting he would call border authorities. Border on a Puerto Rican? Yes. <laughs> What? <laughs> he was hoping, uh, Marchand was hoping that the responding officer would confirm with the staff that his identification was valid, but instead he says he was asked to leave the premises <laughs> on foot. Yeah. Body camera footage says that that stuff probably didn't happen, <sighs> but uh, Hertz is put out a statement saying that they do, in fact, accept Puerto Ricans' driver's license. The Tom Brady comment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got OJ to give one. But this is the usual stuff. We are reinforcing our policies with employees to ensure that they are understood and followed consistently across our locations. Now, what is that training session? What is this Zoom call with Hertz? Hey, everybody, look up which... Which states <laughs> do you have Google? <laughs> Type in Puerto Rico. How what country does it say it's far up? Do you think people from Alaska and Hawaii had a tough couple of years whenever they switched over? <laughs> it's, it's incredible to me that the guy that the that the guy at the Hertz counter would just keep being like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, no, 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 Puerto Rico, I don't need a passport. Like, uh, I don't think so, dude. 
pretty that's much that's like a right out of like a Michael Shore colony, <laughs> you know? Like pretty much every single security officer, police officer, and person working at an airport is on their phone the entire time. Of course. Could no one go, "Hey Siri, <laughs> Is Puerto Rico part of the United States? Just literally Google. Do you need a passport to drive from Puerto Rico? Yeah. And that would be it. You can use Google as a legal aid in all sorts of situations. Or ChatGPT. I've been with somebody who didn't have their ID. They wouldn't let them into the bar, so they Googled themselves. They Mm. had a Wikipedia, and they showed them their birthday. They were like, hey, look, and they let them in to the spotted cat. (laughs) (laughs) And that man, Brad Pitt. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man, that is a terrible story. What a joke. I can't believe the guy just continuing to be like, I don't think so. (laughs) I think you're wrong. It's like when I'm trying to tell my three-year-old it's time to eat dinner. It's like, ah, no. no it's just it's not. It's it seems like the kind of problem that wouldn't happen at some other, literally anywhere else. Yeah, probably literally anywhere else. Yeah, I mean maybe the Fayetteville, Arkansas airport because no one's ever been there from Puerto Rico. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, that but, could be true. Yeah, some of the vacationing Waltons coming back. That's <laughs> true. They probably didn't go to the, air, the airport. No, <laughs> we uh we have been on the forefront no pun intended mm. of the golf fiasco the 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 Rome the golf range that has been within 20 miles of New Orleans in every direction at mm. some point it yes. is always being built it has always stopped being built this is I don't think that there will be any golfing but there will be a lot of money stolen from this project <laughs> And uh, people are way ahead of me at the quote-unquote construction site (laughs) for 504. What was it? Drive 04? I think it's just 504. 504 is F-O-R-E. It should be Drive 04. No, it shouldn't. You can't have two two puns in the name. Oh, there's no rules. (laughs) Well, there certainly weren't for these fellows who drove like a Toyota Camry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> into an electrical pole. They didn't have to do that. No. It's energy. They yeah. could have just... Uh, Mylar balloon yeah. would have done the job. If they'd seen Breaking Bad, they'd know you could do that. <laughs> they took out the security grid by killing some guy in a Geo Metro. <laughs> the guy was in the car, like going full speed at this pole, just ramming it. Oh, my God. So he takes out the security cameras to pull off this heist. I don't think he needed to do that. I think he could have just walked in there... Stolen three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> worth of steel beams. Yeah, there was. Uh, you can't just. This isn't like when you see the guy holding two bicycles. Yeah, you see that a lot. You have to have an an operation to steal this much uh, materials. So he had like a guy with a giant eighteen wheeler flatbed trailer. Mm-hmm. They used on-site equipment, which I thought was funny. I, I doubt they're hot-wiring this stuff. Maybe yeah. put the keys up at night. Yeah, may- I don't know. Maybe they paid the workers eight bucks to get their keys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah. So they steal all of this material, and you go, well, that's it. There's no more golf course ever. I don't know why the golf course needed a fortress worth of steel. <laughs> The golf courses I've been to usually grass. <laughs> well, it's the top golf. Right? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. They're not building a transformer to protect the place, although maybe they should. The NOPD did its job, probably because they might have some interest in finding out where this stuff has gone. And it was 10 blocks away. That's incredible. At a recycling center, which I think is what they call junkyards now. Yeah. It's like a scrapyard, right? Yeah. yeah. Like red Fox works at an upcycling <laughs> uh, thrift lot. Heathcliff's friends. Are all there. <laughs> but they found it. Yeah. And this this goes along a long time ago. I said that the exploding mystery cars 
were some sort of mafia or crime thing happening where they would take the cars to a place and compact them with the gasoline still on them and then they would explode. I think this is that same crime family. Mm-hmm. So I will be killed after this episode. <laughs> the syndicate yeah. is coming after the Polk and Kush podcast. There was no, I haven't seen any follow-up on this. Mm-mm. They were just like, hey, we, f- we found it. I don't know if we've gotten it back. Yeah. And then they... They only went 10 blocks. And they're doing like FaceTime with the 504 guy who's like eating a sandwich (laughs) while he's driving. He's like, yeah, they stole half a million dollars of shit. Oh, well. (laughs) They stole it from themselves hoping to get the insurance money because the indoor driving range was not going to work. (laughs) Well, I've been watching The Sopranos, so I'm like, is this a union thing? They're stealing their own stuff. It's like when Chrissy stole the wire... Is uh yeah I, I the fact they only drove it ten blocks is just inexplicable. This isn't Dubai. There's not that many projects going on when <laughs> when when a bunch of scrap metal or not even scrap metal when a giant beams like that show up somewhere. Someone's gonna notice it and be like, "Hey, how did this get here? <laughs> oh, these people are missing three hundred thousand worth of steel." Oh, that's 10 blocks away. <laughs> like, it's not that hard to connect the dots. They should have driven it like 60 miles. And then I don't think anybody would have done anything. Because everybody 60 miles away would be like, not our problem. Yeah. And the people here would have been like, oh, well, we lost $300,000. State Farm, can I have some money, please? Everybody's premiums can go up now. Uh, and instead, this these are just either the dumbest criminals in the world or their truck broke. I don't know what happened. I wonder if they, maybe they had like an inside guy and he's like, all right, I know this place where you can take a can of Pepsi and they'll give you eight cents. <laughs> so if we, t- if we take, we <laughs> think about how many cans of Pepsi that these beams are. That's, that would be great. It's like, well, I I brought a 12-pack of Bud Light cans over here, and they gave me two bucks. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that we're going to get millions if we put these beams through the machine. It says each beam weighs nearly a ton, and that it was dozens of them stacked at the site along with piles, quote-unquote, of sh- metal sheeting. It was all gone. <laughs> This, ten this guy, the guy that was like on the phone while driving, doing the interview, his name is Alex. This, the opening was less than a month ago. It was April 27th. When they started the construction? Yeah. Well, it was a drive shack for years. That they were trying to build it as a drive shack. Then they just stopped for four years. And then he sold it to these guys. And then they immediately got robbed. So, you know, it's good times. Oh my god. What a disaster. This uh, how predictable too. Just incredible. Uh my my favorite story of the week and I to move on to that one. Oh yeah. My favorite story of the week unquestionably is uh another thing with Latoya who I just can't get enough of uh she's going to a climate expo in South Korea which I'm sure will benefit the city greatly. It turns out she is the lone United States representative <laughs> to the South Korean Global Climate Expo. She's the only one? She's the, she's only, the only mayor, right? She's the only American going. Okay. <laughs> We're sending our best and brightest oh, no. over to this conference. She's going to be representing... The United States of America. Someone in that building is not going to realize that she's, you know, the the captain of the clown car that is like the dumbest city in the United States. They're going to be like, oh, she's clearly running the show for the U.S. <laughs> global, uh, you know, climate crisis. It's like th- this is unbelievable that she number one is going to another one of these stupid ass boondoggles and number two that not a single other american representative feels the need to be there because why would they need to be there and she is taking that mantle and i can't wait for her to introduce herself as the president of the united states to every single person there (laughs) south korea that's the good one right that's the good one okay yeah but I'm guessing it's pretty close to the other one. It's right. They've got to share a border. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if it 
it, it, she's probably flying private internationally. <laughs> uh, maybe there'll be some hubbub and she'll land in North Korea with Dennis Rodman and they'll make a movie out of it. Oh, he's sick, man. She would love North Korea. Yeah, she said it presents the perfect opportunity to showcase the climate and sustainability action plans. By flying across the globe. <laughs> New Orleans is championed on a global stage. You know, the the amount of glass that we're going through in a given day <laughs> with the amount of cars that are getting broken into. I don't know if that's climate neutral, that we have to remake glass every 30 seconds to replace every single car in the entire city. While she's over that way, could she go to Kia and be like, <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> you can take these cars. Just make, make somebody have to do a calculus problem to start the car. <laughs> You make someone have to do, you know, just a, a simple equation in order to start the car. That would be better than whatever wires they have to press together that are clearly so easy that any person can do this. Yeah, I haven't actually, I've talked about it a million times, so I've never actually seen the TikTok telling you how to steal these cars. I know it's something involving a, like a USB drive. Yeah, I, I think it's remarkably easy. Huh. I had a cousin who just had a Kia stolen. I was like, and you know, and the reaction now when someone says that their key was stolen, you're like, well, that seems like your fault. Yeah. And what did you, you, you park your car? <laughs> the car you bought eight years ago <laughs> that you didn't know could be stolen by some douchebags on TikTok. I was like, yeah, it seems like that seems like a you problem, man. <laughs> Just like the people with trucks who get their cars broken into oh, everywhere because yeah. they think they have guns. And it's like, that's. That, I'm going to stop blaming the truck owner for that. <laughs> they just yeah. own a truck. It doesn't, it's not their fault that they're getting their car broken into. You're driving a Target, though. Oh, yeah. When my friends come in with giant trucks, I'm like, D you have to park at my house. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> you can park at the old airport next to the new arena. <laughs> I'll charge you $248. It's cheaper than getting a new window. It is so expensive to get a new window. And these yeah. guys just... And just walking down the street. Well, we're a Kia household, but oh. we have a club. Oh, nice. And we don't go anywhere. <laughs> That's the key. The key is never leave your home and don't live inside the parish. Yeah, I just, when we go somewhere, I will sit in the car with a rifle. <laughs> in one of those blow up dolls, like in Home Alone, singing the twist. <laughs> oh. Well,. Let's see. The NOPD is back in the news, and it's usually not a story like, arrested everyone who deserved it. <laughs> uh, the NOPD used public funds to purchase specialized chrome and silver rims, totaling $42,000 to replace original tires and rims on their vehicles. These are oh completely superficial. And they look cool. So <laughs> I think it's fine. On that Crown Vic, baby. A letter from the New Orleans Inspector General's office warns the NOPD warns the NOPD that aftermarket tires and rims purchased for ranking officers newly purchased cop cars violated the law. Why would they be doing that? Because it looks cool. <laughs> I mean, that's sincerely it. I mean, do you think they own the store that has that does the the rims it could be it seems like it's got to be more corrupt than it is just complete idiocy you know i heard these rims were made from newly found steel <laughs> <laughs> and pepsi cans <laughs> um it looks like they're the shiny new rims were purchased and installed to make the new cop cars appear less like police vehicles <laughs> and provide them with a quote-unquote smoother ride. So I, it sounds like they're not going to be driving them in New Orleans. God forbid people think the cops are there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to scare them. There is no such thing as an undercover cop because you can look at someone and tell that they are a police officer. Usually because they have a gun and always because their shirt is tucked in. <laughs> it's like, huh, I wonder if that blacked out Escalade um, with the license plate that says state law 
tw- and then it's like two numbers. <laughs> it's got the light in the, the you know on the dashboard. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure this guy's just been circling Manchu for an hour. Who looks like Johnny Unitas is <laughs> probably a drug dealer. <laughs> Hello, fellow <laughs> drug user. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's like the Mr. Okra of drugs. <laughs> I've got fentanyl. <laughs> uh, so how much was it? $40,000? 42, over $42,000. <clears> Man. The city has an existing contract with Southern Tire Mart for fleet tire services. At the time, the tires and rims were purchased. Any purchase over $20,000 should be put out for a sealed public bid, which also did not happen. There's, there's too many connections. You got yes. piles of tires. You have people <laughs> buying tires. You have rims. You have steel going missing. You have cars exploding, and you have cars being stolen all the time. There is an auto mafia that runs this town, and I'm going to put it. I'll be killed, but I'm going to try and put it together. The picture in all of your brains, if you're still listening to this show right now, is just Polk. Dressed like Charlie Day, <laughs> painting, pointing between the cars and the scrap metal and the rims and a giant triangle and looking for Pepe Silvia. <laughs> I prefer Rust Cole and True Detective in the shed. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful time. Well, that takes us through this week's episode. Thanks to each and every one of you for listening. Sorry we're on such a long break. We'll be out next week. I will be gonzo, but we'll be back to talk about all of your favorite topics and so much more. Please like, rate, subscribe, and let us know that you love the show. See you.